welcome back to the show today. Very many special friends. Mark Dunderdale, Dan Phillips, and Stuart Roberts are here. Uh, how are you all doing? All, all speak at once. Stuart looks happy. Fantastic. Stuart looks very happy all of a sudden. I think Norwich might have just scored. Is that right, Stu? You're damn right. <laughs> against 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 League One Charlton, is it? That, that's the one, yes, but you take anything you get. <laughs> Well, con- congratulations for that, and uh, yeah, it's really good. To, this is the first time we've all been on since the since our successful quiz. So, quite the yeah, yeah. quite the the comeback, isn't it, for us and our quizmaster Dan Phillips? So, we're here for our special 2022. Have you all got used to saying 2022 yet? Because I haven't. I think it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it's the year football's coming home, isn't it? I, I don't think so. I, I think um, we do. Are we doing? We're doing England World Cup predictions. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go first. We'll do. We'll do that as a special sideline. I think we're gonna get knocked out in the quarterfinal to someone quite wretched, uh, and that'll be like Southgate. There'll be a lot of pressure on him after that. Mark, you disagree? Go on. What, what do you think? Nah, I think the team that did so well in the 2018 World Cup and last year's Euros are only getting better. So we're gonna be. We're gonna be close. We'll see, Stu. Uh, I think I'm. I, I think I'm with you. I'm. I'm a. I'm a quarter final. I think we will struggle in Qatar with the heat and the whole environment. I just think we'll we'll, we'll find it a challenge. So I'm going. I'm going to go quarter finals. But I do think that maybe we should. We we maybe need to diversify later in the year and do a World Cup type themed podcast before. Do you know we, we definitely will do that because it's yeah. going to be winter I'm, do you know what? I'm really looking forward to it not being in the summer as, as in a bizarre sort of way because yeah. I feel like the summer when you've got a, a tournament everything else is just like out the window like you've got no no focus on anything you can't enjoy yourself all you're thinking about is like where's the next match going to be what am I doing blah 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 yeah. and then but this time I think before Christmas would be quite nice Dan what do you think England are going to do in the world you're usually quite optimistic about these sort of things I am but um yeah, I'm not so optimistic this time. I, I, I reckon quarterfinals. I yeah. think it's like you say, the different um, different conditions. I mean, we'll probably still be playing this season. Well, yeah. By then. yeah. Who knows? It's never ending. Fulham will probably, you know, if everyone keeps bottling playing us, eventually we'll just have to <laughs> just play all our games at the end of the year. Absolutely. Right. So back to back to wrestling. So before we get on with this year's picks, our effort from last year is available in the archives and it's the December 29th, 2020 show. Uh, and we'll run through our answers to the questions that we asked last year as we go through, because some of them are going to be asked again. But first of all, there's some questions that we covered off um, that will not be appearing on this year's show because they've already happened. Does that make sense? It felt like it made yeah, more sense when I wrote it rather than now. So uh, what's happening there? We got That's a bit of a bit of a malfunction for me there. Oh, right. <laughs> malfunction at the junction. Um, so first of all, some stuff that is gone. So we we asked last year, will NXT be moved away from Wednesday nights? And we all said no to this, and we were all very very wrong. Has anyone got anything to add on that? In in hindsight, sort of twelve months on, I think we all had the same theory, which was Vince is too proud to to give in and and make that decision. Hmm. Apparently we were wrong. And not only has he made that decision, but he's ripped it all up, hasn't he? And it's um as this week, lots of some more some more people have gone and they've ripped up everything and the promotion's basically re- rebooted, isn't it? Which is sad. I think I read, really. a, I think I read a stat uh, 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 a little uh, well, m- maybe it was yesterday or the day before that something like over the last 12 months they've shedded 96 
96 wrestlers or something like that off all the rosters, which is just phenomenal. Yeah, that was yeah, that phenomenal was number. Um, the next question that we asked that we all actually answered the same again was will Sting wrestle and cinematic matches did not count and we all said yes and we were all correct so three cheers for us Um, CM Punk would CM Punk wrestle in 2021 and only myself and Dan were believers here with Mark and Stu both saying that he would not I think Mark you were kind of more on the side of post-pandemic like how a few of these questions if there was were, a crowd what, maybe yeah. i think i said yeah yeah exactly so um and i think that um we all kind of bearing in mind the pandemic by the end of the question so that's it in terms of stuff that is not going to be repeated this year and first up a question that we did do last year and that is will aw dynamite beat monday night raw in the same week for total viewers so last week last year myself and Stu said no and dan and mark said yes and it did not happen so Stu, first what do you think will happen in 2022 i don't think anything will change personally um i was i was doing a bit of research actually i was looking back at like um some sort of like viewing figures over like the last 10 weeks just to get a bit of a snapshot. And uh, um, up until last week, um, Dynamite was averaging uh, just shy of 950,000 viewers. Uh, You compare that to Raw, uh, which was just over 1.6 million. I think that is a hell of a gap to, to bridge. Um, The only, the only way I can see, I mean, I'm not saying it's not beyond the realms of possibility because I think it very much is because um, unless Raw has a pretty seismic shape up and and almost, dare I say, reduces down to two hours, which I think we all know is never, ever going to happen. I'd say there's more of a chance of it happening this year, uh, given the additions to the roster on on AEW. Um, I'm just not convinced it will ever happen. I think it will need something really marquee to happen on on aew um you know uh, a bit like you know like when uh uh like mankind versus rock that that raw when everyone switched over to watch that uh, it, it would need something pretty pretty spectacular i think to bridge that gap but i think it, the gap's definitely getting closer but maybe next year maybe 2023 it'll happen yeah, I, I've got some, and I'm impressed by your research, Jim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that. So AEW debuted at 1.4 million. So that's the, that's the biggest rated show they've ever done, which was their, their very first week. Um, obviously during the pandemic, they were, they very rarely got to a million. Uh, in terms of big weeks for them, um, they did 1.3 million for the show after All Out. So that's the show after um, Brian Danielson and I've written Coke debuted, but actually I meant Adam Cole. Uh, and that was on September the 8th, 2021. And they also did 1.273 million for the Arthur Ashe show, which was main evented, well, main evented in a way, the, the marquee match, but it opened the show by uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson on September the 22nd, 2021. So the lowest rated Raw ever on July the 5th, 2021, this is still in the Thunderdome era, and that was 1.472 million. So not only has Dynamite never beaten Raw on the same week, Dynamite's never beaten Raw's worst ever number. Um, last last week, uh, Raw on January the 3rd drew 1.72 million, uh, and last week's AEW due just over a million. So for me, I think it's gone. I, I was convinced up towards the back end of the year that Dynamite would beat Raw. I think I even might have offered someone a large bet, which thankfully they didn't take up. Um, someone that uh, that runs the BT Sport Twitter account for WWE. Um, I'm glad he didn't take that bet. I'm sure he's not listening. Um, 
I think so they've what? used all their I think they've used all their marquee their type marquee matches up. Absolutely. The, yeah. So if if it wasn't going to happen uh, uh, now, then I, I just don't see it happening now. But what I do see is is the gap getting a little bit closer. Yeah, I I, th- I think with I think they I think they've I don't want to say, I think they've played their big cards in their hands in terms of that you've you've got Punk you've got Danielson who else is there left outside of WW outside of AEW that they could sign that's going to make the bit they're not going to sign the Rock well, or John Cena I think it's going to take a big star to leave the WWE to go to AEW uh, I think that's that's when it might tip but well, Lesnar or Reigns I suppose is, is the only two isn't it. Because there's no one else in there that I think would, would or do Flair, it. Or Flair, maybe Charlotte Flair. I don't know. I don't know if that's a big no, idea. I'm, I'm firmly in the no camp here. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Um, yeah, when I said yes last year, my mindset was it felt like Dynamite was gaining momentum and Raw was doing the same tired old format with the same faces in the same positions. And a year on, I feel like it's still the same, but I looked at the same numbers uh, Stuart was looking at and... Um, and I just uh, don't think they're close enough yet. And I, I do feel like in the year that's passed, they've gained more momentum with the big signings and stuff of Danielson, Punk, Cole. They've elevated some of their young guys coming up. Uh, the five pillars are all stronger and more over than they were a year ago, I think. Whereas WWE is still pushing Reigns, Lesnar and Becky Lynch. Um, but yeah, the, the gap's too, too large and um, I don't see them catching them. No, I, I agree. Uh, Dan, our uh, resident AEW expert, what do you reckon? Um, so it seems like we all did the same research. So I did the same. Uh, I was actually surprised by what I learned. I thought it would be closer than that. Um, and so for that, for the reasons you all given, you know, they didn't do it last year. If you're not, they're not even beating the Thunderdome show. Um, I think you've got to also give WWE a bit of credit that despite the product, which is openly panned, I think, on most social media outlets, it's panned on here quite a lot. They're still holding up, like, as you said, a Thunderdome still get 1.4 million. I mean, fair play. Like, there's some loyal people out there. And, um, you know, I think it might reduce, but not enough. Not right. enough. And, and I also think that AEW may begin to use more pay-per-views and the more pay-per-views will mean the weaker the dynamites become because mm. you're not going to build up for a dynamite if you've got a pay-per-view to build up for. The reason you get good dynamites now is, hang on a minute, next pay-per-view is three months away. We better give people something in between. You add a couple of pay-per-views, which I think they will. You don't need to do that bit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, even more so. And I think in, in regards to what would they get now, you, you mentioned about they got a big star in. I guess all they've got now having used a lot of their Trump cards, is returners. So, for example, Omega's going to come back. How, how do they time it in? When does he come mm-hmm. in? Moxie's going to come back. How do they time it in? I don't know if they're a bigger pool or enough, but if the storyline's good enough, you never know. But other than that, no, they're not. there's no stars left to come and get other than returners. But then, again, then people returning didn't do it last, didn't didn't tip them over the balance last time, so there's no reason why they would this time. No. I'm a little bit down. We, we talked about this in um, in, in our WhatsApp group. So I'm a little bit down on wrestling overall, but certainly AEW at the moment. I kind of feel like since Rampage became a thing, the Dynamites aren't so focused, and I I don't ever... I feel like the second hour is always a bit of an, a bit of an ordeal to get through, and I don't look forward to it as much as I used to, and I feel like a lot of the good storyline stuff 
with some of the people and the names that we've mentioned has happened and didn't drive these numbers. And really, it was Danielson, really. Danielson twice, the, his post-pay-per-view debut and a big and, and pretty much the biggest match that they could do with him um, have driven the biggest numbers. So, yeah, I, I wonder where they're going to going to end up going and actually i'll tell i'll let you i'll let the group in a little secret i actually recorded with the intention of watching smackdown this week because i was somewhat interested in lesnar and um reigns kind of mm. show showdown has anyone seen that at all from smackdown I, I i've seen it yeah yeah what did you think of it before i weighed in um i i <laughs> I mean, they've done it so many times. I actually think there was a. It was a nice little. It was a nice little twist, actually, um, with sort of like Lesnar raging at Hay, uh, at Heyman a little bit, and then Rain sticking up for him. So that has, has added a little bit of a a bit of spice to it. I mean, I where, where do they go? I don't really know where they go with it, to be honest with you, unless they unless they end up doing champion versus champion at at, at, at WrestleMania. Um, but I can't. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't see it unless, unless because I have heard. I don't know. It, are they doing another Saudi show in February? Have I heard that right? Uh, yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. In, in theory, that's probably where that's going to end up. Um, I would have thought, but I think as well, given an honourable mention, I'm, I'm, you're just looking at SmackDown figures here. You know, regularly over two million, uh, two million viewers, and I think you have to give credit to 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 the Haynes Usos um Heyman storylines that's gone through the year because I think that's what's dragged that up. That's the reason I watched SmackDown over Raw. Yeah. I mean I was I was somewhat interested in watching SmackDown. Um and I I just found it like it was they got good entrances that Pat McAfee was really good on commentary. And then all of a sudden it's like you're in a it's Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns like these big over characters and they're basically in a love triangle with Paul Heyman. Mm. And it really was I was like this is kind of I don't. It yeah. still draws me. Yeah, it still draws yeah. me. But do you think it was a little bit too cheesy this week? No, it's still. No. I, I think. I think even from like WrestleMania 31, um, um, was it 33 or 34 when they next fall? 33. 33. 34. 34. Sorry. 34. 34. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should know um, that. 34. You were there, Steve. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that match at 34. Absolutely love that match at 34. So it's still got a draw for, for me. I'm interested in what they do. I think they will main event WrestleMania. I'm just not sure how they get there because I think I don't think it'll be title versus title, but we, we shall see. Anyway, moving on to another uh, another one of your favourites, Stu, and I'm going to ask you this question first. Will The Undertaker wrestle in 2022? And last year, we all said no, but you said he would definitely do so this year. So are you sticking with that answer? No. No. Can I change it? You can change it. I, I, course, I, I, yeah. I, I, you don't have to predict two years in advance. That's so fine. Um, yeah. No, and I'll say no for twenty twenty three as well. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just don't see um, where his character would fit into a, a story. Like I just don't. I just don't see it at all. Really. Um, I think. Yeah. No. I don't. No. I think. I think that's uh, that ship has sailed as well. So I'm, I'm going to go so. no as well. Um, Dan, what do you think? I put my 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 notes say that ship has sailed. Um, so, yeah, so no, um, for all the reasons given. Um, I'm sure we all will differ on predictions later on in this, but I think these ones could all these early ones might all be the same. Who knows? I think so. So, Mark, you go no. That ship has this is the that ship has sailed category basically. <laughs> yeah, as I said last year, 
maybe a big money offer in front of a big crowd like Saudi Arabia might be the one to tempt him back. But um, yeah, with him being out of it, so you see him turning up at basketball games and stuff. It's not like he's he's made any hints or gestures that make you think, oh, maybe he's looking for another one. But um, also, having having watched that program, you say about you see him in the basketball, he's not in the shape of his life, is he? No, and no, no. From what we well. watched from that last ride, he takes it very, very seriously, doesn't he? And also, I got the gist that in his mind, for him to get back into the shape he wants seems to take an awful long time. It so he's already years, probably, yeah, yeah. He used to take years into it, so pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Recent, I thought Sa- yeah. I'd, I'd still put Saudi Arabia as a possibility. Is is when Shard Michaels did it? Once he came back, I thought all bets were off. Anyone can come back. If, because he'd stood firm for so many years that he wasn't going to do it. And he gave good, plausible reasons why he wasn't going to do it. And then they went for DX versus uh, Brothers of Destruction, I believe. Then he sold soul for seven figures. Be, I think the crunch will be if he gets Hall of Fame this year. If he gets Hall of Fame this year, then I think that that's it. I don't think it's ever a question to be debated again. So I presume, I don't, I haven't heard anything about the Hall of Fame. I guess that's. Well, I don't even know when that is because Saturday is WrestleMania, isn't it? So I suppose that'll be Friday night, I guess. Oh, no, because Friday's SmackDown. So then it's Thursday. So, yeah, who, who knows? Who mm. knows? Um, moving on, I think we might be a year early on this question because I think if we ask this in a year's time, the answer might be different. Uh, but will The Rock wrestle? And I'm coming to you first, Mark. Um, what, what makes you think next year is going to be different? Well, I think that... I think he's going to fight Reigns at the Los Angeles WrestleMania in 2023. Oh, the location, you mean? Yeah. 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 Um, well, do I hope he wrestles? Yes. But do I think he will? Probably not. It, it's clear he does still love wrestling and helping out his cousin Roman by doing a program lead, leading into WrestleMania must be tempting. But um, unlike so many other wrestlers, wrestling legends who ended their careers believing they had unfinished business like the undertaker kept coming back and Shawn michaels uh the rock did go out on his own terms um he chose to leave wrestling to do other things and he succeeded in those other things which is rare um the disruption that um caused to his movie career by him breaking a couple of rig- ribs in that match with john cena must still be a factor for him and the people he works for and it's easy to forget based on how he looks, but he is 50 years old this year. So I think the yes. ship has sailed. Uh, Stu? No, I don't think he'll wrestle this year. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a bit in your, in your camp that I think he'll do something. at. at uh, well, I think it's too... It, for him to do a programme with Reigns now is too, too late because that is something that needs a long build um, for me. Um, and I would... Um, certainly be looking to build that from probably from SummerSlam onwards through to next WrestleMania because I think it's that that it's massive, it's absolutely huge. So not this year, but I think seeds will be sown in the second half of this year for a Mania program for 2023. Yeah, I agree. Not this year. I think yes, next year. Uh, Dan, uh, yeah, I've got shippers sailed again, and also. I think you can't underestimate the movie situation. He is he is probably one of the most well-known movie stars in the world right now. I was having this like, discussion in the everyone, office the other day. Yeah. Everyone knows who everyone just the, the easiest straw poll to really think about is you go into your workplace and say who's heard of the rock slash Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I struggle to think anyone would say no. 
Yeah, because he Everyone covers all the bases, doesn't he? Because he covers the younger generation yeah, that were kids, too young for his wrestling. Yeah, but all the older so people you're his know agent. Oh, well, yeah, you're his agent or whatever. Remember these movie stars? They sign up for movies quite far in advance. They don't wait like, "All oh, right, I'm signing up for." He'll be recording a movie now. We don't know about. Yeah, they're always doing stuff. So I'd like to know which employer slash even his agent is going to go. Yeah, go and risk that. Well, mm, I, the I'm only thing I think with him now is he's such he's at such. You compare Rock now with Rock. What what year was that, Mark? Twenty thirteen, wasn't it? When he thirteen, yeah, Cena, yeah. So if you compare him with twenty thirteen, he's he's in a different stratosphere as a star now. And I think he's got he's done so much, got so much money. Well, if he, if he said said, well, actually, I need to keep January to April. Well, I'll actually give him a few months to recover if he needs it. January to June free. He would do. However, Dan, what you said is right. If creatively something comes up that he really wants to do in that time, then that's the question for him is what does he want more? Does he want one more match at WrestleMania? Which I think he probably does with Roman Reigns, cousin-ish. But also his his fans as well. You've got to remember his fans from his heyday, they're all getting on a bit. They're not like, you know, that's what you, not... What are you trying like, to say? Oh. We're all getting yeah, old. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's, it's getting to a different... <laughs> Yeah, but ultimately, you know, what the WWE want to attract, they want the, it's like football fans, football clubs with their fans, right? You want the next breed coming through. That the, These legends coming back have less and less, every year passes have less impact because they're older and older and older and the younger kids are like, who's that? Like, I know, um, Mark, when your boy's watching it, Mark, when your boy's watching it now, I know like some, you said like he liked to see Adam Cole. Yeah. Was he, would he be that, was he that impressed with Sting rocking back up? Probably uh, didn't even no, it's just another wrestler and, and see what he's exactly. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, <laughs> it's a different. I, I think, um, Stephen Stu, you might be overstating the, the build up thing. I mean, I was trying to think of a, while you were talking, I was trying to think of an example, but maybe Floyd Mayweather, was he not either in his prime or not far off his prime when he did the WrestleMania, where he just did a couple of Monday Night Raws with the, the big show to get a bit of press coverage and then on the night and I think that drew quite a big number as well yeah so yeah. He, he wouldn't have to be on every Smackdown doing oh, no. promos what? doing other matches and all the rest of it he wouldn't yeah. have to commit a lot of time to it and he could still yeah. do an effective build for the match what, what I was talking about was like the how they built the, the Cena Cena Rock match didn't they they had that that handshake after the Wrestlemania that was a yeah. year yeah that, that's what I meant it's like it just need, it's not something that you'd want to rush through is it you know what I mean you'd want um, you, you'd want to build it wouldn't you and and maybe like um, you know get the Usos involved and, and start and just, just build it very 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 gradually but then obviously I don't know something happens at a rumble or something like that that then gives it the big bang then to do it but just, uh, I just, it just needs, I think, for me, a, a gradual, a gradual build. So, if they, um, I, I would do exactly the same thing. If, if Rock can do it, I would get it out there as, as early as possible. But if they can't, I still think it draw. And I also think, just to close this one, if they don't, if they do do that and they put it on Peacock, they've lost their minds. That has got to be pay per view all day long. That's a million buys without doubt. Get it on pay per view. They never should have put WrestleMania on that network in the first place. Um, next up, but this is an interesting timing for this question because Mickey James, who's under contact contract with Impact, has just signed on to do the Royal Rumble, which is great. Really, like, very pleased of her for her. So, on that basis, will either a contracted AEW or WWE performer appear on a television show of the other company 
while in contract for the uh, while in contract for the other. A very confusing question the way I've said it, but hopefully that makes sense. And I'm going to Mark first. Uh, my notes for this one are a bit all over the place because I was trying to articulate how I feel about it. We said earlier about the last year when we discussed whether NXT would move um, from Wednesdays. It was Vince's pride that wouldn't let that happen, but we were wrong on that. And and I feel the same way about him working together on screen with AEW. Um, but that being said, it, it came out in the sheets um, in Dece- back in December that WWE had contacted AEW about using some of their talent who had previously been in WWE for interviews and documentaries on the network. But Tony Khan said at that point that he hadn't responded to them. Um, I think as a point of pride on Tony Khan's part, he'll be driven enough to keep trying to catch up with WWE and become the number one wrestling company without their help. Um, I, I don't see either side thinking this would be beneficial to their brand. The numbers might go up a bit, but is it going to boost WWE working with the number two promotion? Probably not. Is it going to boost AEW? Maybe some of their hardcore um, fans might think uh, it's playing up to uh, Vince's empire. So I'm going to say no, but I, I am aware I didn't explain that very well. No, no, I um, I, I get that completely. I'll, I'll just jump in. I also missed out an answer last from last year, actually, which I haven't written in my notes, which was whether AEW and New Japan would have a full working relationship by the end of end of 2021, which I think we all said yes on, apart from Stu. So, so that is one... Um, probably not as far a relationship as we would hope because of travel restrictions, but certainly New Japan contracted performers have been all over Dynamite on certain occasions. I, I think here, I'm going to go no, but I think there is the possibility of some sort of technicality of it happening. I do if you remember, um, I think Christian appeared on an Impact pay-per-view as a favour because they let Ric Flair be at the 2008 Hall of Fame ceremony. And no, I, it's the later one when he went in with the horseman a uh, few years yeah. after that. Well, I don't know what kind of year it was, but that yeah, that's exactly right. So I wonder whether there'll be something like this, like a Jericho turns up on a, I don't know, whatever the whatever the next anniversary of Raw is, and then that gives them something. But I'm I'm going to go no, but I think there's there is a possibility. Um, Dan, what do you think on this one? Is this just one person's got to go one way? One person has got. To, I'm going to define this as one person has got. One person from AEW has got to appear on Raw or SmackDown or NXT because that counts. It's on TV. Or one person from Raw, SmackDown, or NXT has got to appear on Dynamite, Rampage, or a pay per view, and it counts pay per view as well for WWE. So I was opening up with my original answer in here is not a chance. In brackets, what a silly question. Uh, (laughs) but you just saying about what if there's an anniversary of something there's now ah okay so I could see that Mm. my answer's no by the way Um, but I could see like a Jericho or something um, given he's done this um, broken skull sessions and things like that yeah I wouldn't turn it up yeah yeah no no but I mean as in there's obviously not bad blood Mm. um so it could do that. However, I think it's unlikely. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think with the impact thing with Mickey James and stuff, that's probably more of an apology. 
um, given how she, her, how she was terminated and the black bin bag scenario. I suspect that's more of a sorry and you're in impact. So, you know what I mean? We'll give you a bit of extra cash. I was very, we, we mucked, yeah. We mucked you off in, cross, in front of the world. If she'd have signed for AEW, I wouldn't be, think we'd be seeing her in that Raw Rumble. No, and I, I suspect um, I suspect what you said is right. And also, um, I also think they're probably struggling to get 30 women. And also, I think I was very surprised they described her as Impact World Champion on their Twitter. Uh, I'm surprised I'm surprised about that. But yeah, sorry, Dan, carry on. No, no, no. So I think, maybe not as silly questions I wrote down originally, but I'll tell you what, that would be the real forbidden door open, wouldn't it? Yes. That would be yes. a proper forbidden door. Stu, what do you um, think? Um, I'm... I'm I'm going to say no, but I do think because uh, I, I scribbled down what what Dana said. I do think it, if it was some sort of like non wrestling type show, like a Broken Skull session or something like that, you may see um, you may you may see that. But not. well, they've already done that. Jericho's been on, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, yeah, but this year I think they you know the, the doors open for another one like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thing, but um, but but wrestling wise, no. Uh, next up, will Vince McMahon be removed as head of WWE Creative? Um, I said yes last year, again, just hoping that would happen. And everyone else said no. Um, so what do you think this year? Stu, you're on my screen, so you go first. No. We've said no, no to every single thing so far. So no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Um, I think... With you know, obviously, what happened with Triple H, unfortunately, I think that you know that. But I think if that was going to have happened again, that would have happened by now. So um, he, he'll just go on till the he'll just go on till the end. Nothing. I, I just don't see him being removed at all. No, no, I would agree with that. Um, Mark, what do you think on this one? Um, I know his position is the majority owner, the chairman, and the CEO. So I. I don't know the ins and outs of whether anybody else has enough stroke or enough power to remove him. I, I don't know how Nick Khan fits into this equation. I think he's just doing Vince's biddings with releases and things like that. So I'm not sure, but um, I don't think he'll be removed. I don't see him leaving on his own volition. So I see him still being in charge a year from now, pushing Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dan? Um, so I'll put no as well. Um, I can see him maybe having a role like a director of football, no? where he has like a, I don't know, he might say that someone else is head of, and he's overseeing it. Do you see what I mean? I yeah. could theory see that, but ultimately the decision will fall to him. Yeah, yeah. But he might just take himself out of the, you know, a bit like we say at Fulham what, Ultimately, the Khans are never going to give up control. But, you know, it wouldn't it be amazing if, say, Roy Hodgson was brought in as director of football, even though he has to report up to up to the little boy. At least we've got some knowledge going up there as opposed to, you know, someone playing with some toys. So in this, so maybe he might look to do that. Particularly, to be honest as well, I don't know. How old is he? Uh, Vince, seventy yeah. four, something like that. I'd say. Yeah. Personally, for me, for me, when I see him on telly, he looks old, and he looks—you never know his health. I don't know how healthy he is. Is he on? He doesn't come on telly that much, does he? Uh, very no, he rarely. I think he was on. So TV who knows? Survivor seventy-six. Yeah. So if he's getting older, stress, things like that, he might take a back step. So that it, I don't think it's complete 
I'm not wishing any ill health on him if I, but I'm just saying like, that's just life. Um, and, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't count. I, I however, wouldn't, I don't yeah. think he would. I think when we, when we framed this last year, it's this is this is not him stepping down because of health or or worse. This is him. We're, we've had enough. Some sort of coup. Out you go, kind of thing. So so yeah, I think we're we're all on the same page. There's a lot the thing, of no- the, thing, the thing is if it, but I would say one thing. The thing is if it was health, he I could see he wouldn't say it. Yeah, he yeah. would. The yeah. idea of this guy wouldn't never wants to be seen as vulnerable. No, that is true. He You'd he never probably say. know. Yeah. Uh, the next question, hopefully, we might get a positive uh, answer and a positive outcome, and that is: Will AEW run a pay per view in the United Kingdom in 2022? Daniel Phillips, over to you. I mean, I mean, this answer is pure hope. <laughs> it's a yes, and I've even specified the venue. Yeah, um, Craven Cottage will be finished it in the summer. That is plenty of time to organize something i mean it's pretty much there now he's always said if it comes over that's where it's going to be um hopefully his the opening thing will be a premiership match but i'm sure he'd like to show people that he can also run non-football events there to generate your revenue um and what better way than an event where he can control the setup how it looks when it is rather than getting a band there or a concert there or whatever. Yeah. Um, so my answer is yes. It's a hopeful yes. I'm pleading yes. Um, I'm also assuming that I'll obviously get discount because I've got a season ticket. Uh, maybe this podcast can finally get me some bonus for being on this. Who knows? But, you know, but uh, yeah, that's, mine, mine, is, mine is a very, very hopeful yes. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason this won't happen, I think, is if there's problems with, with travel, which hopefully in touch would, that won't be the case. Um, so I'm going yes as well. Uh, Stu, what do you think on this one? No. Wow. No, I think, and I, I, I would think with that, I was going to say, if it's going to come anywhere, I think it will. It would be at, uh, it would be at Craven Cottage. Um, and I think... They will just give it another year or give Craven Cottage another year to get used to its new things and stuff like that. So, get used to, um, get used to having people there. <laughs> and and God, especially, I mean, God, it's crazy. It sounds, and, and I think the other thing that, that will have an impact on this and, and probably as well, the, the, the next question, and it, it's it's so boring, keep saying it, but I really do think the pandemic will 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 dictate what goes on. And I just don't think, I think they'll just give it another year. I think it's too, it's too much in the balance at the moment and stuff like that. I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of concerts booked in this year um, and I, I'm banking on at least two of them not going ahead. Mm. My, they're my views. So I think, I think the world will just need another, another year um, just to, yeah. And it's such a fledgling company as well. And what you wouldn't want to do is, is to go outside your, your 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 country and let it fall it fall flat. So um so yeah, I think summer twenty three is more realistic. Mark, what do you think on this one? Um, I didn't know uh, Craven Cottage had been under construction. Uh, I based my answer on it being ready to go. Uh, I I've th- I was optimistic that they will do the the Khan family owning what is a. Uh, a venue that's bang in the middle of the capital city 
It's got a capacity of what, 20 ish thousand, something like that? Be 30 with the new stand. Be 30. Yeah, 30,000. The, the, the stand will be ready 100% for a summer paper. If, yeah. if they wanted to, they could put people in it now. They just, because just, we're not right. selling out, they, they're not doing it. I think, it, I've, and also, I think it's now as well as the, they've got to do like the health and safety checks. But yeah. ultimately, it's ready. It's ready, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Khan family owning it means obviously the costs are going to be low. Uh, the same way they're free to use Daly's place in Jacksonville, Jacksonville throughout the first year of the pandemic. Um, as well as the UK fans that are eager to watch AEW without flying across to America to see it, there's going to be people from all over Europe who could come over. The stadium's only a, I believe, a forty-minute journey from Heathrow Airport. Like and, and I, I like <laughs> the way. Um, AEW have gone to places uh, that WWE have never or rarely used, like they did the sold out Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium, literally going into WWE's um, home, if you like, New York. And instead of doing Madison Square Garden, they've got they found their own location and it, and it looked really good on TV. They've done it in Jacksonville. Daly's place is a is a is a recognizable. AEW place now and um, yeah Craven Cottage who knows maybe it could be once a year every year I I really hope so I think it's it's, it's long overdue get it on a Saturday 7 o'clock start whack it on pay-per-view in the States everyone every time I hear um, and I've still kept up my no listening to Dave Meltzer since uh, the last AEW pay-per-view every time I hear or read any of the guys that cover mixed martial arts. Anytime they get one of these UFC shows that's like our evening, they absolutely love it. They love it. They're like, this is incredible. It's so good watching these shows in an afternoon. So all of that stuff that WWE have used as excuse for years and years and years, even though they used to run afternoons back in the day for WrestleMania, is all off the table. Get it over here, seven o'clock start, afternoon America. They'll do a huge gate uh, just as a uh, not an official question, but didn't they sell it out? Would they do 30,000? Or maybe 25 with the stage, perhaps, sort of 25 to 27, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think they sell out whatever they put on. Do you think? Yeah. 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 yeah you've got that, like you say, the whole, the whole of Europe, it's a lot easier to go to England than, than America. You could, yeah. I mean, to be honest, you could get more than 30,000, right? Because I don't think be able to the, sit on the pitch. Not with the stage, I don't think. So, so I always usually think that with, with but, but I think that with, with one end, it, well, it depends if they do it the way the cottage is, I suppose. Or they could do you could end, argue yeah. maybe. Yeah, but then again, I guess fire regulations, etc. The stadium is insured for thirty thousand. Yeah, you wouldn't get too many on the pitch more than you'd lose from the stand from the from the. Or they might not. Or they might not allow it. They might not allow it. They may not. I I think the what the the thing that makes me think that they might be able to sell it out is when New Japan ran the Copper Box. I think they did like nine and a half thousand, which was basically a sellout, which is quite a lot for a kind of niche company that hasn't got any TV here. Um, And AEW is an ITV. So I think that as a, as a as a first thing, I think they would go north of, I think they go north of twenty thousand, which is a hell of a lot of tickets. And I, and I hope they can sell it out. Um, sorry, you think, what... um, AEW adding, uh, sorry, ITV adding Rampage to the schedule. I, I'm assuming that must be a positive thing. They must be getting good results from Dynamite if they're putting more AEW on. I think yeah. the, the ITV one showing on a Monday night of Dynamite is the one that gets the most. And I think they've gone to a full, because originally that was like highlights, but I think they've gone to a full, but I think it's only a couple of hundred thousand. But right. the thing for them is I wish they would do, um, 
and I said this right at the start, what they should do with Dynamite is have it on a Thursday evening on ITV4 at seven o'clock or something like that. And then you could have all of the people in the, or, or maybe eight, eight o'clock is probably better with the blood and stuff they do on there. But then you could have everyone in the UK. Like I would might be inclined to, to not watch it on fight and just wait for the, the UK airing because everyone on Twitter Great. could kind of like, watch it along at the same time and i think that would be a thing but they're really missing a trick with not doing that um because it always moves around it's always a two-day delay but um because i do get why they don't show it live because they want the adverts but you know yeah it's not it's not the tv deal that cody Rhodes pushed but it's not it's not bad really uh anything more to on that before we uh before we cross from jacksonville to connecticut to talk about wwe running here nope. we shall we shall move on. So, will WWE run a pay-per-view in the UK in 2022? Uh, I think I asked you first, Stu, didn't I, last time? So, I'm, you're on my screen. I'm coming to you again. What do you think? Uh, yeah, this is going to sound very repetitive, but I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> no. I just, don't th- I just don't think it'll ever happen. I yeah. really don't. Just, just don't. They've had so many... Opportunities again, you've got to throw the pandemic into the mix as well and and unreliability with the weather and stuff like that. I just no, don't see yeah. it. If 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 they are gonna do it, it'll be a it'll be a B B show type pay-per-view in a in a small indoor arena. I don't think you'll get the the big outdoor. Um did we talk about maybe I can't remember if we talked on a previous podcast about Cardiff maybe being a a possible venue for yeah. a for a pay per view, but um, somebody put out a rumor they were eyeing it up for SummerSlam. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a chat about it, didn't we? But um, I think, I think, no, I, I don't think it will happen. Um, and if it ever does happen, I don't think it will be any of like the big four. It will be a it will be a a B a B type pay per view. Um, yeah. So no is my answer. Daniel. Um, yeah, no. If they, they had the, they've had opportunities. Also, if you're over there, they've gone through a pandemic with a Thunderdome and stuff like that, and and not being touring the country as they they have, and they probably probably feel that they want to give back to their US fans first before worrying about the UK. Um, if I was a US fan, I'd be like, well, hang on a minute, we haven't had anything decent over here for a year, and what you're going straight over to there? I don't think so. Mm. Um, you know, you got to protect your home market first, right? So, um, yes, but no, therefore I don't see it at all. Uh, Mark? Uh, no, it's a no from me as well. Um, first of all, I, I don't buy the excuses we've heard from various sources in the past 30 years since SummerSlam 92. I've heard people saying the time difference hindered the buy rate and things like that. Um, but the sold-out Wembley Stadium at a time where TV ratings and live attendance were dangerously low in America, it was a really bad time for for the company and that showed that the european market was still fully on board more so than there were in america at that time but in november last year i went to the sheffield arena for a house show and i was shocked at how empty the place was i've been there to see wwe probably around 15 times in the past 30 years and i've never seen it as empty as it was in november 2021 most of it was a, a massive amount was curtained off and there was still a fair few empty seats of what was left. Um, COVID is obviously a legitimate factor, but I think plenty of other sports and entertainment companies in 2021 have been able to sell out or sell a lot more tickets to arenas around England. Um, If all the other stops on that 
November tour last year were as quiet as Sheffield was, which from what I read, they were. I don't, I don't see any real upside to doing a pay-per-view here in 2022. No, I, I agree completely, Mark. And I think that we, we've talked about this on the show um, once before. I'm going no on this, by the way, as well. Um, I think it's... it's WWE's TV deal here is not very good now. So BT Sports, are just, just I looked at this once before, but I just Googled it again while we were talking. Um, they peaked at 3.5 million subscribers in 2016, and they're down to 1.5, 1.6 million in the UK now. So 1.6 million subscribers to, to BT Sports. And there's lots of talk about BT Sports being um, bought out, potentially by DAZN. Now, um, Sky Sports have got 12.7 million subscribers in the UK. So... You know, that's more than 10 times what BT Sport have got. So WWE is not a, you know, not on a, on a channel which is which is popular, um, a subscription service that's popular. So I, I just don't see, I don't see the um, the demand for it. If, you know, if we've gone through all these years where Raw, Raw and SmackDown, you'd struggle to get a ticket for that at the Manchester, the Northern one, the Manchester or Liverpool, or wherever it went, or Birmingham, and at the O2. Now the whole top tier is pretty much, um, tarped off so I, yeah I can't I can't see it and I think in in line with what we said earlier on about other things I think that ship has well and truly sailed um, next up CM Punk will CM Punk win the AEW world title in 2022 Mark I'm coming to you first no I don't believe he will um, some wrestlers through history have been at a level where People want to see them in main event slots, but being the champion doesn't really add anything to their presentation. The Undertaker's a prime example of that. He never needed to be champion and could still be the top guy. I think Punk coming in after seven years away from wrestling and is in his mid-40s now, I don't think he's there to be their top guy. It's to turn other people into top guys. Um, Darby Allen lost, on, lost to Punk on pay-per-view, but that short rivalry did elevate Darby Allen. The same thing then happened with Eddie Kingston and MJF has never been hotter than he is right now as he's feuding with CM Punk. There's plenty more guys on the way up for Punk to work with as a babyface or as a heel. Uh, I just don't think he needs to be in that title picture. Dan? Um, I've put, <laughs> I agree with Mark's comments, but however I've put yes. I think it needs to be done soon. Um, my 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 ball sees Omega returning and Punk feuding with Omega. He sort of made the odd little dig at Omega every so often, and then obviously Omega's had to go and get sorted out. Omega's going to come back, and when he comes back, he's going to win it again. I have no doubt about that. I don't know when that will happen, but it will. Um, and I think a Punk Omega feud would be would be pretty good. And I think everyone would be liking it. I actually, just interestingly, went on Skybet just to see they do AEW betting on there. Yeah, okay. And it's really interesting what Mark just said because got the odds on who the next champion will be. And MJF is the favourite, right? Yeah. 13, 13 to 8. So, you know, there or thereabouts. The next person is 6 to 1. Oh, really? Who was that? Adam Cole. Interesting. Yeah. So... The betting is saying that MGF, MJF is the next champion all day long, mm. which he's not even feuding with Paige yet. He's not even feuding with him no. yet. Um, you had Adam Cole at six to one, Omega at seven to one, Danielson at eight to one, and Punk at eight to one. Adam so Cole in second, really surprised. MJF, me. and then, yeah, I mean, they've got MJF in essence is clear, 
and then and then it's a and then any of the other big big names um so i thought that was very interesting but um yes i i'm basing it on i think a punk omega feud as sort of i just recall it being sort of when punk joined just making the odd comment here and there and i might just that might just that's never left my head that that is going to be a feud eventually yeah, um, I, I would agree. And, with that. And, and because I have the base, because I might also have the opinion that Omega will be champion again. Th- that that's that's my logic purely based on that. So I'm going to say yes, but I think it needs to happen soon. Um, um, but yeah, Stu, what do you think? I'm going to say no. Um, I don't. And I, I, I I'd actually written down that MJF has got more chance of being champion this year than what Punk does. So. Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm with Mark. I just don't think Punk needs to be in the title picture to, um, to 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 make that much of a difference. To be honest with you, so um, so yeah, I'm 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 on a no. Again, I'm going to go no as well. And I think I'm going to jump around here because we're on this subject already. Is is um, I think this leads nicely into this. Is uh, AEW Men's World Champion as at well as at midnight on. Uh, the 31st of December. I presume they won't do a pay-per-view on the 31st of December. I suppose it's possible. So midnight, as the, as the clock goes into the new year. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go first on this. Now, I agree about MJF. I was thinking about this one earlier on when we were messaging this, when this, this came as a late edition. I think the two obvious ones to go for here are either Paige retains it the whole way through, or it's MJF. And the other one I think is a possibility is Moxley, but they don't, they've never had gone back to someone and they don't do a lot of rematches. Um, so I'm wondering whether obviously Moxley's title reign has been and gone. And I think he will come back as a, as a heel uh, at some point, maybe not straight away. I'm actually going to go, and I'll probably regret this when we're talking about this in 12 months time. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Paige and that he goes the whole, whole year as champion. Um I am going to regret in 12 months. Dan, I can see you on my screen smiling, shaking your head. Why don't you go next? That is a, I love Paige, right? He's probably my, the the, the man that's come out of AEW and, and, and impressed me the most, but uh, I don't see that. You said the one that I thought I was going to come in the left field and you've just said it. I think Moxley comes back. Moxley, yeah. And my rationale from for that is correctly so. AEW made a big thing about why he's not there at the moment due to his mental health and they've done really well with it and everything. And what a story he comes back and wins it. And if he want, if he needs to have a decent enough time out of the, out of, out of it all, you've got to be looking at, he comes back sort of middle of the year, great time to start building, 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 building to end the year. You know, the guy that started the year signed off, for mental health ends the year as the champion it's mm. just everything fits it looks good it's a great advert um for mental health etc that you can come back and that's my logic behind that and that's why I'm, i would say moxley i think that's a very good good pick i was just thinking there page uh, i don't know oh, i can't i'm not changing it now it'll be very because it's a pay-per-view in like december or november december isn't it i think, I can't, I think that's the last one mm. um anyway mark over to you um I feel with with Moxley the same way as Punk. To be honest, I think he's he's so so over, and he has been. He's stayed over since losing the title over a year ago. Um, he, he he raises the profile of the people he faces. So 
same thing. And, and now I'm thinking back through the AEW World Champions. I think they're all all the same. I think it'd be a step backwards to put make ever any of them a two time champion. Moxley, Jericho, um, Omega, even um, like Omega and Punk. You, we were all talking about there would be excellent feud, but I think the world champion can be doing something else while they're wrestling. And um, I mean, I when when I was thinking about my answer to this question, I didn't go through sort of storyline to storyline, pay per view to pay per view. I'm just going on a gut feeling. And I don't know how they'd get to this point, but I feel like Cody Rhodes might be the Ooh, one here. That's an interesting one. Yeah, um, I like it. I, I think that I'm confident in that in AEW's ability to turn around this this crowd reaction thing that we're we're getting now, where he's getting the opposite reactions to what he's supposed to be getting. They absolutely hate him. He's a babyface. I think they can make it get to a point where him and Brandy are the number one heels in the company. <laughs> And I think it's going to go all the way to make him to get him properly in the main events, possibly as a heel champion by the end of the year. That is intriguing. I like it a lot. I like that. Shoo, over to you. Moxley. So I had written down, so I'm sticking with that. Good. The feel good factor. The feel good factor story. So um... just, just, just to clarify quickly, just. Just while we've been talking, I went back on Skybet and Adam Cole has come down from six to one to five to one. I don't know whether one of you has put a bet on it. But this is obviously an active market yeah. that's changed during the day. See, Cole, Cole, so this is the thing. They've got some really good good main event stuff. It's just like, can they keep this stuff interesting? I mean, Adam Cole's got a break away from, uh, I need to say Bullet Club then, crikey, I'm, I'm going way back in time, away from the elite, hasn't he? But where we where we get to that, but just just get focused, Tony Khan. Just, just get the booking so I better. feel like, when Omega comes back, um, Dan said, if it's Omega and Punk, it has to happen soon, which I think would completely bury Hangman if he loses it in the next month or two. Yeah. But um, with, with the the storyline there, I see Omega coming back for a thing with the Young Bucks against the Undisputed Era. Yeah. I, I don't see Omega doing it. Obviously, he'll go from there into bigger and better things. But yeah, that's what I think next for Kenny. He's going to be involved in that. I hope he's back sooner. Well, I hope he's, hope he's well to start off with, but I hope he's back sooner rather than later. Um, going back to our friends at WWE, so will either Raw or SmackDown be cancelled or permanently moved from their current US television home? Uh, we had this last year, I believe. Did we have this last year? Uh, no, we didn't have this last year. Uh, did we have this last year? No, we didn't. No. No. Well, I don't know why I thought we had this last year, but we didn't have it last year. Thank you for confirming. So, uh, and I haven't written who's first. Daniel on my screen, what do you think? Um, so, given what we spoke about earlier on with the figures, I don't see any reason why they would. No. And also, you've got to put in perspective that their figures might be down, but I'll tell you what, whatever they replace it with, they'll beat what, what, what they're going to replace it with. Well, Beverly yeah. Hills 90210. What, what, what goes on instead? Like, I don't reboot. know what you replace it with. Yeah, like what, whatever they replace that with will not beat them numbers. No. Be, I don't know what it could be. So I don't see any reason why they would. No, I kind of think that the TV landscape is 
you've kind of almost got to forget what was before with Raw doing like 8 million people or something. It's like, this is where it is now. And they talk about the demographics and stuff. And actually, when you look at SmackDown particularly uh, and Dynamite, in terms of the key demo that seems to be a thing that some people think this is a thing 20 years ago, but I never remember reading about that in the Monday Night Wars at all. It was always about title viewers. But it seems that these shows do pretty well in their key demos and they're one or two or three. It's like, well, if that's enough, that's enough. So I'm going no there. And Mark, what do you think on this one? Um, I'll admit I'm not clued up enough on the ratings or demographics to know whether the USA Network and Fox are actually happy with the current ratings or not, and whether WWE shows are among their most watched or least watched programs. But knowing how advertisers, are, we've read that they're queuing up to work in conjunction with WWE, and the company's raking in as much cash as ever before, I'm assuming everything's fine financially. Yeah, despite the creative issues and um, things are just going to keep ticking along as they are. Yeah, I agree. Um, Stu, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark on this. I don't really know that much about, you know, um, the TV channels to, to make an informed decision, but my, my gut would tell me that why would you move something that's a staple part of your product? And uh, so... So I, I'm again <laughs> being really negative to say no. So you've uh, you've, you've answered no on every single no. question that you could <laughs> ask. You could ask answer no. Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, what have we got next? So we've got the men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. Um, I've literally got no idea on this, so I'm going to go first. So I I can't be influenced in any way, uh, and I haven't written anything down actually previously. So I'm going to go women's Bailey, and I've got no idea when she's come back from injury. And I would have gone with Sasha Banks, but I understand she's going to be out for a couple of months. Mark, is that is that right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, and our men's men's, I'm, I think it's going to be. So what I think might happen is I think somehow they get the WWE title off Lesnar on onto Lashley, and I think it'll be Big E versus Lashley in the WWE title match. I'm going Big E for the Royal Rumble win. Uh, Mark, over to you. My first instinct is to be typically pessimistic and say Goldberg. <laughs> but I'm going to resist that urge and I'm going to think optimistically instead. So I'm going to go with Bron Breaker. Wow. Um, okay. He debuted on NXT 2.0 shortly after Triple H went on sabbatical. And Vincent, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard had took charge by then. He's been given a massive push on screen. And the people I know who still actually watch NXT really like him. He's, he's coming across well. They've the put their title on him. And the main rosters right now desperately need an injection of new blood. So maybe instead of putting Bill Goldberg back in the main events, they might actually pull the trigger on creating the next Goldberg. And I think he's the man for that job. Interesting. And what do you think on the ladies' side? Um, well, I've got quite a lot to say on that, really, uh, based on this weekend's events as much as anything else. Since last year's Royal Rumble, WWE have released over 20 female performers. Um, Ten of them had been on the main roster, including Ruby Riot, Nia Jax, Lana, the Iconics and Mickey James. So I had to laugh uh, this past weekend when they announced the current Impact Wrestling Women's Champion Mickey James will be in the match. I guess they started making plans for the Rumble, did a count up and realised they now have way less than 30 women left to choose from. Um, but looking at WWE.com's Raw and SmackDown rosters, I only see around 18 females there. Um, so they need plenty of NXT ladies and returning legends at the very least to cobble together a half-decent lineup. 
Uh, I'm hoping, just like I do every year, well, I was hoping, just like I do every year, Sasha Banks was going to win. But again, this past weekend, she's been ruled out of the match. So I'm expecting Bailey to make a surprise return and win it. Um, the forecast when she went out with injury was she'd be back around WrestleMania time. But I know they've said that a few times before, like John Cena came, early, came back early in 2008 and won the Royal Rumble. Edge came back early in 2010 and won the Royal Rumble. So I, I, I'm picking Bailey to win it. As long as the outcome eventually leads to a Sasha Banks versus Bailey one-on-one match at WrestleMania, I'll be happy either way. That would be that would be good. Um, Stu, over to you. I guess gosh, these are just pure pure things in the dark. I mean, I've got. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards probably Biggie winning the Rumble. Um, for on the on the male side, but then I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Drew McIntyre didn't come out and and win it for the second time. Um, very that's hard, isn't it? As as for the as for the women's, I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna go out a bit of a limb and probably say either Alexa Bliss or maybe Mandy Rose, possibly. Um, bit of momentum behind Mandy at the moment. Um, um, and, and possibly also that is it, oh, I don't, is it do do drop do do drop? Have I said that? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, but again, it's it's you're not close enough to the product, but it does feel like Mandy has got a little bit of momentum behind her. So you go Mandy Rose. So I'll go Mandy Rose, honourable mention to Alexa Bliss, and then Biggie, uh, honourable mention to Drew McIntyre. Uh, just as a, I'll come to you in a second, Daniel, um, but I just wanted to uh, ask the panel, what how, what do you think about tonight WrestleMania and what are your plans for watching it? Are you going to stay up both nights? I'm, I'll tell you in advance. I'm definitely not staying up both nights uh, because that half killed me last year. So yeah, what what does the panel think? I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay up for the night that you guys stay up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the second that'll, or the third? That'll be it. Um, I think it is. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think it is. If it's Saturday and Sunday, I'll probably stay up watch Saturday's live. Yeah, uh, I, I won't make the effort for Sunday. I don't think. Um, not this yeah. Year. And I know, I think I'm off to uh, uh, a bit of a nerd alert. I'm off to see War of the Worlds live, I think, on Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, second so and third. I'll probably, yeah, so I'll probably do the Saturday night um, and then probably just watch the Sunday on, yeah. Oh, you'll be back in time for it to start, though. Yes, but I'll be, yes, no. I can't <laughs> do that. You know, yeah, hey, come on, you, but you. <laughs> I can barely stay up on a normal night, let alone yeah. going out for four hours and then coming back. Yeah, I haven't taken that into account. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so I think I did pretty well New Year's Eve to stay up until one o'clock in the morning. That was, a, I think, that was a bit of a push and a record for me. So uh, <laughs> I so, didn't yeah. make twelve on New Year's Eve. Pathetic. Um, I just think with with two nights, like I think there's something. I don't to like it. Do you know, you're not so, a fan. No. I think two no. nights of two good shows at three hours is better than one bad show that's seven hours. But I think Wrestle Kingdom is a good example. So the first year Wrestle Kingdom did this, you could have had one incredible show, but which should have been a bit long and it would have been a bit top heavy kind of thing. And it kind of worked over two nights, but you still had stuff on them that you didn't, didn't need. Like you had weird tag matches and stuff. This year, it didn't work at all over two nights and you could have had a six and a half, seven out of ten show if you just done the good stuff. And in the end, you got two or three, maybe two good matches worthwhile matches over two nights. So it's a, yeah. it's a tough one for nerdy fans like us, hardcore fans, because 
I'm happy for all the talent to get the big payday, the fact that pretty much everyone has a match over WrestleMania weekend. But I like to watch a good wrestling show. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's too it's too much. Uh, yeah. Like a three-hour WrestleMania, you were never complaining, oh, I could have done with a bit more of that. There were some really great three-hour WrestleManias. And then it went to four hours, and I now actually, it's eight hours. I, I actually sort of half... I want the good wrestling show. I agree with that bit, but giving everyone a WrestleMania slot, I completely disagree with. The WrestleMania is for the elite. I don't want everyone just getting. Oh, a no, little, I mean, I'm I'm happy for thing, for the performer. I'm not happy for us watching. Yeah, you yeah, know, when, luck, yeah, when some of the women had so much less than it. Last yeah. last year, yeah. some of the women had two matches, and I could have done without both. But Unfortunately, the, the thing. So, sorry, Dan. The, the thing that the thing that killed it for the viewers was the, the switch to the network because they didn't. When it was on pay per view, they're like, "We've got we paid for four hours and we're going to keep it to four hours," and that was it. Uh, and the last one that was really four hours, I think, was the was thirty one. But every year after that, um, it just got later and later and later and later. And it was it was beyond a joke by the time what thirty five I mean, la- finished. I mean, last year. I mean, obviously, I'm not a, a regular fan, but last year, if I wasn't texting you guys, I would have. I would have bowed after about yeah. half an hour. I literally, to be honest, it got to the point where actually I was sort of watching it more just to read how stressed you lot were getting. That was more <laughs> entertaining to me. I was like, when so rubbish is happening, I was like, oh, this will be good. Get the phone out. Let's have a look. Oh, they've gone. They've lost it. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want good matches because I was enjoying watching you a lot anguish. But other than that now, like I couldn't, like, as I said, I will only watch say the Saturday night by the sounds of it if you guys are watching it live other than that it's a bit like a bit like when we said why we go to Fulham the football bit is irrelevant it's about the talking to your mates about what you're watching and, mm. and having a beer to me it's it's turned into that more I'd rather hear what you guys have got to say and have a couple of beers than what I'm actually watching yeah yeah I agree what's your Dan back over to back into your Royal Rumble men's and women's winners Right, I'm going to say some names, but obviously, as you guys know, like I will watch Royal Rumble as well because I do, I do enjoy it, and and I did my Royal Rumble main like the the Rumble lockdown watch every single one, so I need to keep it going. But if I say a name and the person's like, for all I know, lost a leg in the last three months or whatever, then you know, oh, but for the for for the, for the men's one, from again outsiders, I would say Kevin Owens. Is he is he fit? He is fit. He's yeah. just signed a new. He's just signed a new deal, yeah, right? A contract, new expensive yeah. Yeah. money deal. And if I was an agent or I was him, I'd say I want the money and I want the, I want something. And you don't have to give him a belt. Just go and win that Royal Rumble, and then we can pie you off later on. So maybe I go with that. I'm just thinking from a business standpoint for him. And then for the women, on my Twitter timeline, there's this woman. She just keeps coming up that this is her time. Liv Morgan. Okay. She's constantly. T- Telling me this is her year on Twitter, not me personally, <laughs> but telling she's been everyone. Been challenging this is her for year. the Raw Women's Title for the past month or so. She's been in the mix, so yeah, I'd say that's yeah, a decent everyone, shout. So, and so I'm going to go with her. Right, right. On that. Uh, we just got one more question now before we do some highlights. So we'll just rapid fire this one: AEW Women's Champion, which I suspect none of us will get. So I'm going to go Thunder Rosa. Throw out there. Me too. I'm. Uh, I was going to do her, but I crossed her out and I'm going to continue my adversity theme and uh, I'm going to go with Nyla Rose, given that she's had a pretty bad time of it in the last couple of months. So I just think I didn't think she would win it again, but I now think she will win it again because of a few silly minded individuals. 
Yes. Mark? Uh, I think Thunder Rosa should be in the mix. Um, but since that lights out match that everyone talks about, how amazing Britt Baker was in it, we haven't seen very much from Thunder Rosa at all. And oh, she yeah. won the match. Um, so I'm not going to go with that. I don't think they're behind her enough to put her in that position. So again, similar to when I said Cody was an outside bet for the men's champion, another outside bet. I think Anna Jay might be in the mix in another year's time. She's she's not ready yet. Um, she's on, I think I heard on commentary, she's only had 30 or 40 matches in her whole career. And um, But she has made great strides in 2021. She's a lot further along now than she was a year ago. And if she continues to improve at the same rate in 2022, I think she'll be ready to be the face of the division, uh, possibly in, an, in a year's time. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I wonder whether, whether they're going with her or Conti. Conti's starting to... I don't know about Conti. I, I think she's... Because well, she's off the market now. You're not as interested. No, no, no. I think she might have been off the market. I'll be honest with you, I don't anyway. think you had a chance anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, I just find her quite annoying. I'm, I don't know if this is just... This is just yeah, I, I get that. You get that as well, Mark. Yeah. Like, I, I think she's 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 running the risk. She's walking a fine line as a baby face, whereas I think she might. It's a bit like the Cody thing when he when he cured racism and the anger with Anthony Gogo. I wonder whether she's kind of walking that, um, you know, walking that tightrope as well. But anyway, enough with predictions. Our predictions are locked in. I will take a photo of this messy sheet like I've done last last year, and um, I look forward to going through those in twelve months' time. Now. Let's whiz around. Uh, let's do... Sorry, sorry, just one second, one second. Where, oh, on, where, on, where's, the results of, where's the results of 2021? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. If you've been keeping track with last year's results, you'll know that actually last year... And, and Mark did do something quite incredible on the show last year, which I think deserves some plaudits, because you said that Biggie will be in the, the world title mix, uh, which we, we kind of went off on a tangent there. So that's a very... You know, that's because I wouldn't have thought that at all 12 months ago. But in terms of actual questions we asked last year, Mark and Stu correctly answered five and Dan and I correctly answered six. So a very unsatisfactory draw all round. No one. Well, I'm happy. I'm taking it. Yeah, take it. Take it. So I'm, I'm updating my Twitter bio as we speak. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the next two questions, let's do, let's do these together. So, um, uh, let's go. I'll I'll do this. I'll I'll, I'll kick us off. Mid South highlight and personal wrestling highlights of 2021. My Mid South highlight is interviewing Bill Watts, which was incredible. Never thought that would happen. And doing that rundown of the of the Flair and DBOT shows that was great. In terms of personal wrestling highlight, a couple. Um, January the 5th, 2021 is a long time ago now when we were as miserable as sin because we were about to go into another lockdown and Jay White and Coach Ibushi had one of the most incredible wrestling matches I've ever seen. And not only was it incredible in the sense it was a very good wrestling match, it was so emotional. And watching it was like, I, I had tears in my eyes thinking this is exactly what I need on this dark and terrible, horrible, whatever it was, Tuesday or Wednesday morning at the start of January when the, the whole world was just in a horrible place again. So that was just phenomenal. Osprey winning the title against um, Ibushi uh, and also going to a live wrestling show again. Um, and the, the couple of matches at the top of that Rev Pro show that Dan and I have talked about on the show before. So hopefully there'll be many more live shows next year. And hopefully that AEW pay-per-view will all be together and have, can have one great big man hug somewhere in Fulham, which would be absolutely delightful. So, yeah, that is it for my personal wrestling highlights, mid-south highlights. Um, Dan, as you're on my screen with the siren going past, why don't you... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm assuming that's you, but I could, I could be my... Yeah, right, yeah. 
Yeah, good, 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 good assumption. <laughs> um, so my eight, uh, my mid south were nineteen eighty five highlight. Um, for me, it was Al Perez and Wendell Cooley beating Doctor Death and Bruiser yes. Bob for the tag titles. Yeah, I I jumped up when I watched it. Yeah, and then obviously when we done that show, you hadn't watched it, and you said we're going to do a watch along, and I just remember thinking, oh god, he's going to see this happen <laughs> as well. So I got sort of got that that satisfaction twice. Um, so I yeah I, I, I loved watching loved watching it and then love watching your sort of shock and awe from it which is brilliant um, and then in regards to the podcast your interview with Eric um, and then Eric and Bill was was brilliant brilliantness and mate uh, I was really proud as a friend um, more than anything um, soppiness aside and also with uh, actually what I did like about Eric's is I was just like. The Terry Taylor, the belt being too big for him, has stuck with me so much. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I just picture it now, like him. I think in my mind now, the belt is so big and he is like a little sort of like, he's just cradling underneath it. But so that was, that's pretty my 85 ones. My personal wrestling highlights 2021, Rev Pro, going to watch wrestling mm. live. I'd seen WWE live, again, thanks to you. But watching Rev Pro live, it was something else. I haven't stopped going on about it. I've been a second time now. We're going again at the end of Jan. We're in front row. Does everybody I know know that I'm going? Yes. <laughs> um, have I got a canvas print of Will Ospreay with me and Steve in the background? Yes. Um, you know, I, I, it's something that I just wish I'd done earlier. Um, that's probably... And then from an AEW perspective... The buzz and then subsequent arrival of punk. Mm. That oh, I don't know why I didn't say that. Yeah, punk. Something yeah. else. Yeah. That was goosebumps. Uh, match wise, I probably would say my 2021 match would be the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks in the cage at all out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I could already, I'm not even looking at Mark, but I can guarantee he's nodding his head, not in an, an agreement, but, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Um, and also, something that I think needs to be acknowledged is that they, Tony Khan, fair play to him, he put a show on on Christmas Day, which, from what I understand, used to be a tradition. Oh, well, it was, uh, Christmas yeah, it Day wasn't, wrestling. It wasn't like, it wasn't. It doesn't mean it's, yeah, but yeah. it was on TV. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. in America, like, so my, my mate who lives over there, he was like, yeah, because it was NFL as well, right? So mm. he was like, "Oh, Dan, I can't wait for the evening because I've got end or the day afternoon. I've got NFL and I've got wrestling." Right? Yeah. Um, imagine I realized like, that'd have been wicked, right? So I like, snuck off and watch right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair play because that apparently used to be a tradition, and there was always a show on Christmas night. Was uh, a big territorial wrestling night where they'd have a show, yeah. that, a bit like um, so, what's it? What was the famous one? Uh, it was Three Birds Turning on Kerry Von Erich's Christmas yeah, night, in the cage. It? Yeah, in the yeah. cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, so that one for me is more just sort of credit where it's due to, to TK on that. Um, but yeah, they're my main highlights. But yeah, I mean, I, I say personally, the Rev Pro stuff is, as you all know, because I keep going on about it. It's just, yeah, but I can't, like, I'm already buzzing for the end of the month. Yeah. So they're my... Live wrestling. Stu, personal wrestling highlights and Mid-South highlights. As, as I have one eye on the FA Cup draw at the same time as... Oh, is shoot, it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Tasking here. Although, why it takes them like 15 minutes, just, just the biggest <laughs> frustration in TV for those who listen in the UK is, why can't I just get on with the bloody FA Cup draw instead of having all the pomp and ceremony before it? Anyway, so while they're still talking before they draw the balls. Um, so um, my, I suppose my Mid-South highlight, um, again, not one sound stopping, that is as I really enjoyed doing the watch-alongs. I love doing the podcast with you guys, but I love the watch along because the way we just just 
<laughs> completely branch off onto <laughs> onto different things. Um, um, that was that was great. Um, I think um, the WrestleMania watch along was was also was also great as well. Um, I really really enjoyed that. Um, my um, my my wrestling highlights would be I think Edge and Christian back in the Rumble. Uh, Edge winning the Rumble, very WWE orientated. These um, I loved the uh, Brian Reigns match before WrestleMania as well. There, there, where you really felt something was going to happen, you know. Um, and and of course, um, nailing my specialist category in the UK US quiz on the Undertaker, uh, I think was a particular. Uh, highlight, especially when Dan asked the question about Judgment Day 2000, where yes. I just literally nearly wet my pants because it is my <laughs> one of my all-time favourite wrestling moments. So there we go, and I will let you know who Fulham and Norwich get in the draw. Oh, I've got yeah, it. I've got, got it. I've got it on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect I might be behind because I'm watching it on my laptop. So I think I might be behind. They're just pouring the balls into. No, no, no. I, I'm past the first. Oh, you're game, very far so behind. Oh, I am very far behind. Okay, uh, Mark, over to you. Uh, for the podcast, uh, I've got to say the WrestleMania watch along was my favourite moment of this year. Yeah. I did a, a stupid amount of research for it because I, I was thinking we're going to sit there for four hours, but we just talked about being there and, and the lead up to it and the aftermath of it. I hope you uh, started your research for WrestleMania 18. I was just going to say that was yeah. 20 year anniversary. Hopefully yeah. we're going to do the same again for WrestleMania 18 Absolutely. next year. Uh, this year. This year now, yeah. Quack, it's not yeah. that far away either. We've got to release that on the 7th. No, that was an uh, early 17th one. 17th yeah. of March. St. Patrick's yeah. Day, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mid-South Wrestling highlights from 1985. Um, rather than a specific moment, I've just put Ted DiBiase. Mm. Uh, he was my first favourite bad guy when I started watching WWF in 1991. Um, but seeing him in Mid-South has exceeded what were already pretty high expectations. He made everybody he worked with look better, but it was clear to me that he's the best worker Bill Watts had in 1985. Um, he won the North American title in January. His feud with Jim Duggan concluded with the uh, one of my favourite names of a match, which was the loser leaves town, coal miners glove on a pole, steel cage, tuxedo street <laughs> fight. Um, that was in March. Then him and Dr. Death won the tag titles in his first match back after he left the territory. They had a great run of matches together. And then that incredible episode in November, which Steve mentioned, where he lost a bloody NWA world title match with Ric Flair. Um, PWI's Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Wrestler of the Year award went to Flair uh, that year and Hogan was first runner up. But I was expecting DiBiase to be on the shortlist. And when I looked, I discovered the second and third runners up were Sergeant Slaughter and Rick Martell for their work in the AWA. So mm, interesting. Um, yeah, Riggs, I think. yeah, DBS didn't even make the shortlist. Um, my personal wrestling highlights on screen, I really enjoyed AEW Dynamite a lot this year. Um, the WrestleMania night one main event of Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair just edged out the AEW exploding barbed wire death match for my favorite match of the year. Um, I'd say Omega and Danielson was rounds out the top three there. My favourite wrestling moment of the year by far and away was CM Punk's debut. Mm -hmm. That was something we haven't seen for, I don't know how long, certainly the last decade, that was the biggest moment, maybe even the biggest one of, one of the biggest ones since, since the Attitude Era ended. Um, but my personal wrestling highlight of 2021 was 
taking my six-year-old son to his first ever wrestling shows. In October, we went to a small show at our local town hall, which was the the same place I'd attended my first wrestling shows probably 35 years earlier. And then a few weeks later, we attended that WWE house show I mentioned, and that just blew his mind. Seeing him cheering and booing with so much passion was a moment I'll never forget. Now, I think that tugged on, on the heartstrings of all of us, Mark. It was really great to see that. So yeah. long may his fandom continue. Yeah. Hopefully, well, how old is he now? Six? Yeah. Six. So maybe in about five or six years, he'll, well, I won't be doing this podcast in five or six years. So let's just, I was going to say maybe he'll be on the podcast, but I absolutely will not be doing that in this in five or six years' time. Uh, that is great. Thank you very much, all. And because we've given you nearly an hour and a half of free and, as always, incredible content, you're just going to have to wait until next week for the Power Pro Wrestling Review from the from January the 5th, 1986. And I would like to thank all of you very, very much for joining me on the show this week. Any final words before we get on out of here? I guess my final words would be that the only three balls left in the hat seem to be Norwich and Fulham, of two of them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we've just got to draw Man City away. So Have we really? Yeah, great. Oh, good. So, that means we're going to have to go, doesn't it? So at least there's that. That means we're out of that. But I'll tell you what, because it's Man City v Fulham, and then the final two balls, are the next ball out after Fulham was Wolves, and I presume this last ball will be Norwich. It will be. What a crap yep. draw. We were very, very close to having a very, very... Uh... I just say, it's just... Uh, it's just... Uh, right, it's, just forfeit the tie. Well, there's just no point yeah. in playing yeah, that there game. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. There's just no point in us playing that game. Just forfeits yeah. it, garbage. Anyway, just tap out. Send a send a send a letter. Tap it, tapping out. Basically, pointless. Yeah. just pointless. Yeah. That's a li- little pointless. bit of bonus. Con- you can you, if you sign up to the Patreon now. You've got a podcast, all of us, four hours long, talking about the history of the best FA Cup draws. So when you head over there, patreon.com forward slash Mid South Moments. Thank you all for listening. We should speak to you all again very very soon. Yeah, this is Eric Watts, and for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.